everybody, it's Jeff Antoniak. Welcome to Digging Deeper Jazz Videos. So uh, today I wanna talk about our practice routine. Now this is something I've got uh, asked emails from you folks watching these videos, hundreds of emails at this point, and certainly over the years I've been asked this numerous times at workshops and camps and everything that I'm teaching at. So I've got three great ideas to offer you today, and this is as always for all instruments. But today, this is uh, a, a very cool concept that I want to offer to you that is going to apply to every instrument, whether it's drum set or singers or any melodic instrument, doesn't matter. Okay, so the first question I've been asked quite a bit, thanks to these Digging Deeper videos, and this is video, I don't know, 45, 50, something like that. Um, People can't keep up with these videos. They appreciate them, but it's like they can't keep up. And that's true. There is no possible way to internalize and learn what I talk about on one video before the next one comes out the next week. So what I would suggest, so people have been asking, so what is the best way to use these videos? And what I would say is certainly subscribe, certainly check out all of them. So thank you for doing that. Check out the videos, but I've been hearing back from people that even if they don't have time to practice an idea, they'll go to a concert and they'll be able to hear what Chick Corea played. Oh, he used a triad pair there, or she played this in that spot. Oh, that was on the video last week. So if it just expands your horizon, if it helps you hear, if it helps you understand some of the tools that your heroes learn, that's colossal. That's 10 minutes well spent. So please do that. But what we're going to do is talk a little later in the video is how we can you know, more tangibly use some of these videos. Number two, I want to offer you a uh, really, really good PDF. I'll put it up on the screen very quickly, but I'd be happy to send it to you. Just email me, diggingdeeperjazz at gmail.com, and I can get that off to you. So that'll be a lot of what we talk about today, is this way to divide our practice time. And then the last thing that I want to do is offer you a personalized approach. So this, this PDF today is, is going to be very, very good and very helpful, but of course it's, for, it's going to cover a lot of different levels and all instruments. That can work. It's going to be good. But um, we, at some point, also want personalized uh, information on our practice. And we want some curated knowledge. We want someone to help us parse through all this stuff. I have something to offer you for that too. Okay, so um, let's get into this idea. So the, the idea of this PDF and how to divide our practice time. The biggest thing I want to tell you is divide your practice time in about half. So today I'm going to call it 40%, 60%. Here's the deal. I want 40% of your practice to be not practicing to be playing music, playing music. Now, uh, that is not natural for me. Sounds bizarre to say, and I actually did a previous video on this exact topic. I am wired to approach music in a more intellectual fashion. I think about it. I like patterns. I like inverting patterns. I like practicing so my technique is even. That's the kind of stuff. So I will easily practice for two hours and not play a song. That's not a good thing. <laughs> that is not a good thing. Then there are other people who are wired. I have students who come in who uh, just play songs all day long, but they don't practice. So essentially, they're drilling in their bad habits and getting worse as they go along, right? Because they have so much fun playing music, they, it doesn't occur to them to let's dig into the hard part, or they don't know how, they don't have a guide, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a spectrum, and I'm calling it sort of intellectual approach over here, which is me, intellectual not being a good thing, by the way. Over here is the intuitive approach, and I think we wanna meet in the middle. 
And in my experience of hundreds and hundreds of students, almost nobody is in the middle. Okay, so that's, that's what I wanna talk about today. So I want us to get to the middle. How do we do that? By equaling out our practice. I guarantee you are on one side of that equation or another. You might be one of the lucky few who's in the middle. Most are on one side or the other. I know I was, and to this day still am. Okay, so here's what I want you to do. 40% of your practice is going to be playing music. Literally playing songs in real time as if someone's listening to you. So I broke this down a little bit further on the sheet of three ways I want you to do this. So one is play songs with some accompaniment. A real band, an app, a backing track, whatever. So you, you've heard me do this on previous uh, episodes, so I don't need to sort of play an example of what that sounds like. The second one, harder, is to do the same thing playing unaccompanied. So um, the idea of playing a song as if people are listening to you, but doing it unaccompanied. Holy cow, that's, there's a lot of responsibility now for the time, and I want you to do this in time. Responsibility for the time. If you're a melodic instrument like me, how do I imply the harmony with the melodies I'm using? This is hard stuff, but I want you to try it. So let me uh, do this. I'm gonna play uh, a bit of Stella by Starlight in time, unaccompanied. So I hope you'll hear the changes. I hope you'll hear the feel. I hope you'll hear the time. So I played some of Stella by Starlight and I just played partway into the bridge. So I was sort of in between soloing and playing the melody, but I hope it, I hope you could hear where that was going. That's what I practiced. That is hard. It kicks my butt. It's very, very hard. Okay, so now the next way I would like you to spend 40% of your practice time, this could be a lot of time for some of you, is to do a very similar thing. I'm gonna use Stella by Starlight as an example, um, but now I'm gonna play out of time. Um, and you may think, well, geez, that's one less thing to worry about. For me, this it's tricky. It's, it's difficult. Uh, I have to think about the phrasing. I, I start asking myself philosophical questions like, you know, when do I move? When do I slow down? It's, it's a tricky thing. I challenge you to give it a try. Um, so let me just do this. Stella by Starlight out of time a little bit. <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay, so I played Up to the Bridge, Estella by Starlight. Um, and that was... <laughs> Would I want that to be recorded? Well, I guess it's out on the internet now forever, so damn, I guess I just recorded that. Um, was that my best playing? No. Were there problems there to solve? Yeah, but that idea of playing, play music, play music, and that already, I have 20 things I want to fix. My read is too soft. My air support wasn't quite right. There was one or two chord changes I totally blew in my estimation of letting you hear. So all of a sudden, I've got so much I want to practice now, but I'm not letting myself. I am playing. I am playing. So I'm going to set my alarm, and when it dings 40% of the way, let's call it 20 minutes into my one-hour practice time, now I get to go practice. But the way I'm wired, I am dying to stop playing this song and to practice what just came up. Don't let yourself if you're wired like me, okay? Let me put the sheet back up for you. So now the next big thing here, we're dividing our practice time. So the next, let's call it 60%. That's what I'm going to call it. You can call it 50-50. Don't get much further than 60-40 though, because you're giving too much, uh, you know, too much energy to one of the things. So 60%, I want to be now practicing our instrument, okay? So I've divided this into uh, four different uh, categories. And sure, we could argue, should there be a fifth category or whatever, but... I was talking about sound, that is so important. I don't think anyone's gonna argue with me that our sound is so important. Now, a drummer's sound is hugely important. So a drummer needs to work on their sound differently than I work on my sound on the saxophone, differently than an electric guitar player works on their sound. But you have to think about this, right? And I'm sure many of us uh, don't, okay? So thinking about your sound. Uh, certainly technique. I think a lot of us get way overweighted on the side of technique, but it is an important thing to think about. And I divide it mental technique, how we're thinking about things, chord changes, how we're moving through. So there's a lot of, you know, the intellectual side, which I enjoy, the sort of mental technique versus finger technique, okay? Can you understand what you're trying to do? Now can your fingers do it? There's things I understand that my fingers can't do. There are also things I play that I wouldn't really know how to explain, okay? And when we link those up, especially as a teacher, it's important to link those up, being able to explain what you play and vice versa. So technique is a big one. Next on the sheet, vocabulary. We're here talking about jazz, we're here talking about improvising, and I'm talking to adult students for the most part, right? But we all need to build our vocabulary. If you're a symphonic musician playing Mozart and Haydn and Hindemith, well, okay, vocabulary isn't something you need. It's all on the page. That's not who we're talking to. As a jazz musician, you need to build vocabulary, historic vocabulary, people that came before us, and at some point building our own vocabulary, what we like, what we value. Right, And uh, the last thing I put on there is developing our ears. So for me, this is not the way I'm wired. My ears are not great. All the way through school, ear training was the hardest thing for me. I'm just not wired that way. But developing our ears is so important because, of course, music is an oral, spelt with A, spelt with an A. It's an oral thing. It's not a sight-reading thing. It's a sound thing. So we want to develop our ears. We want to know what these sounds are. So whether you're good at it, whether you're not good at it, developing your ears. So there it is. So that's 60% of your practice. Playing music. That's the biggest thing I want to say is dividing this 60-40. Practicing music is not the same as playing music. So that may be a really big deal. Frank, I've had some great teachers through my life. 
Um, but nobody really broke that down. That would have been helpful for me. I heard all kinds of great information, but I was so overweighted in the side of practicing too much and playing too little that the one of the biggest jump forwards in my playing was when I quit practicing and accumulating knowledge and when I started putting it into the context of songs, like jazz songs, from the real book songs, playing in a band and playing songs. That's where my playing took off. So that may be you too. Or if you're on the other side, you've been playing too much, but you haven't addressed your sound. You haven't addressed that you play out of tune. You haven't addressed that your technique is raggedy, right? So you'll see where this lands. So, um, and now we get very specific inside there. So that is where there's all this information on the internet. So endless, way too much information, and now you need it curated. How should I work on my technique? That's difficult because of the several thousand of you watching this right now, some of you need to do this, some of you need to do that. So that is where something pretty exciting is coming up later this year. You may have heard me talk about Jazzwire. And I want you to uh, look down in the notes in YouTube and you can sign up to get a little more information for Jazzwire when it's ready. So in October, November of 2018, we're gonna be launching Jazzwire. And this is gonna be a fantastic interactive website. It's gonna be built for adult amateur musicians around the world. All you folks who are excited about playing but don't know other musicians, you wanna get connected with other musicians, and just knowledge. How do we sort through all the knowledge on the internet and find out what do I need to do today? So, one of the many aspects of Jazzwire is people will be sending in recordings to me. I'm gonna be listening to recordings and giving you a practice plan several times a year. I'm gonna give you a practice plan six months later uh, I'm gonna, we're going to be talking. I'm going to listen to you again. Another practice plan. So this is crazy specific to you. Talking about what are your strengths and how do we build on them? What are your weaknesses and how do we bring those up? What should you be practicing? And by the way, connecting you with a couple hundred other people around the world who are at your level, who are practicing what you're practicing. It's gonna be a pretty amazing thing. So for today, we talked about the digging deeper videos and how we can use those in our practice and the idea of don't stress of trying to enact everything I say every week. That ain't gonna happen. The second thing, I'd love to send you the PDF, diggingdeeperjazz at gmail.com, and uh, that will really help you organize your practice, I think. I think everybody out there will get something out of this PDF. And then this idea of Jazzwire coming up. So please write me about it. Please sign up for more information in the show notes on YouTube. And uh, we're going to be able to get a lot, a lot done together. So thank you for hanging out uh, here on uh, Digging Deeper Jazz. And we'll see you next time. Hope this is really, really helpful. I'd love to hear from you. Take care.